My earliest memories of church are from when I was a very, very small child. My mother and father were active in a small church, but I always have this memory of my father going to a bakery on Sunday morning and picking up pastries and bread. We'd get to church early, and it was just our time. We'd enjoy it together. And then I'd go off to Sunday school, and then we'd go to worship. And over the years, I went to Sunday school. I really can't tell you when I learned about Christ, but I know that by the time I was 12 or 13, I could answer all the questions correctly. You could say, who is Jesus? And I could say, he's the Son of God. He died on a cross for my sin. But do you really believe that? The scripture we're going to look at today is the very crux of Christianity. It is the very heart of Christians. Because without this passage of scripture, the rest of it means nothing. The Sadducees and the Pharisees kept asking him, are you the Messiah? And finally he said, I am. It is as you say. But how deep do you believe in Jesus Christ? It would have been one thing for him to say, your sin is forgiven, and for him to die and be buried, and everybody visits a tomb where he lays. But that's not what happened. In the scripture, it says that Joseph took down the body of Christ and wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid him in a tomb cut into the rock where no one had ever laid. It was the preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. Now the women who had come with them out of Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how the body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and perfumes. And on the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered... They did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. And as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee? 
saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned from the tomb and reported all of these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now they were Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James. Also the other women with them were telling these things to the apostles. But these words appeared to them as nonsense and they would not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrappings only, and he went away to his home, marveling at what had happened. This is the very crux of what we believe. Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and in that we have our hope. We're all going to die. I work in a hospice. I work with people who are dying. We are all going to die. But Jesus Christ died in a different way. In the time leading up to his crucifixion, he was mocked, spit upon, beaten, scourged, and finally he was put on a cross and crucified, dead, and buried. Does it really take that much of a sacrifice? For your sin to be forgiven? Did Jesus Christ have to suffer that much for sin to be forgiven? The answer is yes. He died because of your sin. He died because of my sin because of the sins of others, and he sacrificed himself willingly so that you could be with God. Because God's perfect. God is holy. God is righteous. And in our sinful state, we could never stand before him. So he came to us and took your sin upon himself and died. Without the resurrection, there's nothing. But he rose from the dead. When you ask Christ into your life and receive him, Jesus referred to it as being born again. And that is a sign of the resurrection where he lifts you up out of the death of sin because of the 
debt he paid on your behalf. He's risen. And he has ascended to the very throne of God. And he prepares it for you. What I think is interesting, the women went to the other eleven, told them what was going on. It was Mary, Magdalene, and Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James. Also, the other women with them were telling these things to the apostles, but these words appeared to them as nonsense, and they would not believe. I think so many people are that way. They believe just enough to be comfortable. But Peter got up, ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen wrappings only, and he went away to his own home, marveling at what had happened. And that's what I want for you today. Marvel at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He rose from the dead. Father, thank you for giving us salvation and forgiveness, but thank you for rising from the dead. Thank you for giving us a day where we can just marvel at your love for us. How you laid down your life and rose again. Father, thank you for lifting up your child today and letting them be born again and letting them marvel. It's your miracle of your love. Amen.